0: Welcome to Pastors Confidential. We're Michelle and Eric Waters, and we're two pastors, one podcast. On each episode, we'll be answering one of your questions about God, the Bible, faith, and life. We're so excited you're joining us. Good morning. I'm Michelle. And I'm Eric. It is Monday morning, almost Monday afternoon.
1: A chilly Monday morning. A chilly Monday morning, yes. Well, chilly in Texas, which is what, 60 or something? Yes, I
0: think it's like 58. Yeah, But it does feel cooler than that.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, hopefully the, the as it as it tends to do. Hopefully the sun will burn away yes. these crypt clouds and we'll be better. But
0: yeah, yeah, we were waiting in line for football tickets this morning and it was cold. Yeah, was <laughs> we cold. didn't expect it to be no. cold. Um, anyways, yes. Yeah, so we are going to the Alamo Dome on Friday. For all right, all right, all right. Sam's yeah. Football game, third round of playoffs. They're doing awesome. It's fun.
1: It's great. Yeah, it's yep. been fun to watch. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's a haul to get to these games and back, oh but boy, my boy, I mean, Bernie travels well. You know, a mm-hmm. lot of our folks show up for the game. Yeah, oh,
0: we had so many people. It is so much mm-hmm. fun,
1: and I'm really proud of their team. You mm-hmm. know, we're now in the, I think it's the third round of playoffs, and so the way I think of it is the the 16, you know, the mm-hmm. sweet 16, mm-hmm. so to speak. Yeah. So they've just done fantastic. Uh, the best they've done since 2004, and you know, boys are really excited. And, we got a good game coming up this friday
0: yeah very good game mm-hmm. and luckily it's only at the alamo dome so it's like a 40 minute drive 35 minute drive yeah, rather yeah which, which beats an hour and a half an to two hours, hours yeah. right right so that's so a lot cool.
1: better and you know the alamo dome will be a lot of fun mm-hmm. i mean the the, the the both teams will love playing there yes so that'll be great
0: and we have sophia coming home tomorrow Yay. which is super exciting yeah unfortunately for sure her she's going to come home and promptly get her wisdom teeth out but yeah, well, yeah. Other than that, it'll be a good long break for her, and that's exciting.
1: But she does get to eat uh, Thanksgiving first. Yes, she's so. not doing Thanksgiving until Friday. Yes,
0: right. yes. So that is exciting. And what else is in, in the news here? Anything? Well, it's... You're you going to cook operation- turkeys tomorrow. No, you're yeah, going to cook turkeys on it's Wednesday. It's kind of a
1: busy week. And so tomorrow... Look, today's the last day for Operation Christmas Child. And so mm-hmm. the boys and I will be going in a couple hours here to uh, to pack up the truck. And then um, Wednesday is uh, the, the the turkey project for the Christian men of Bernie, meeting mm-hmm. at the Kendall County Fairgrounds. Mm-hmm. Of course, Thursday is Thanksgiving. Yes. So, okay. Yeah, it's a busy week. A lot week. of things going on. A lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Yes.
0: Okay. Well, let's get to... Oh, we are finishing up Best Love Bible Verses. Yeah. This is our final mm-hmm. episode. Thank you so much for sending them in. They've all been awesome. Um, today, we're taking Carmel's verses. She sent in verses from First John. And it is 1 John 1, 5 through 10. Yes. So will you, you read, that? read that? Yes.
1: Okay. 1 John 1, 5 through 10. This is what it writes. John writes, This is the message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you, that God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and we do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus his son cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us.
0: Okay. So this is all about light and darkness, Mm -hmm. truth and and falsehood, right? Mm -hmm. Truth and lies and sin and righteousness. Um, we should point out just at the beginning before we start with the with up at the top of that. Um, we say this every week, right? In the Lutheran service, we say mm-hmm. verse 9 every week. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us.
1: That's right. And this is how we begin our, our worship service mm-hmm. every single week. It's called right. a brief order of confession and forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I suppose one of the big takeaways I want people to have today is that you know, our, our liturgy comes from the Bible. We don't just make mm-hmm. this stuff up. Right. But, uh, but almost all of it comes right from the words of, of Scripture. And this is one of those passages. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that the pastor begins by addressing the congregation. You know, and we make the sign of the cross, in the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. And then we begin with these words from Scripture, that if we deceive ourselves, uh, if we say if we, 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 say have, no we sin, have no sin, we, we deceive, deceive ourselves. ourselves. And the truth is not in us. Yeah. And so we begin by confessing our sins, uh, by being honest with ourselves. And mm-hmm. that's really what this whole passage is about. Right. Uh, you know, the John writes about how. Or earlier, he said, "If we if we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie." Right. right? If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, verse ten: If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar. So there's there's this strong strong emphasis in these five verses about being honest. Yeah. About being honest with ourselves. Mm-hmm. About who we are and the kind of lives that we lead, recognizing both our our inner. Sinful state and then our outer sinful actions, right? So, you know the inner sinful state That you know, if we say that we have no sin that within us there is no sin Well, then we just you know, we deceive ourselves, right, but then the also the external actions, but if we uh, As he says in verse 6 If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness. So that's the external action. Yeah Uh, And so it's important that we begin our, our worship service by acknowledging you know, who we are before God that we are Yes, we are his beloved children Yes, he did yep. indeed send his son Jesus Christ to die for us, mm-hmm. and for the sake of Jesus Christ, by his victory on the cross, in the grave, in the resurrection, uh, that we are indeed forgiven. But we mm-hmm. have to remember that, you know, we we are who God says we are—that we are sinners in need of salvation. Right. And so that's how we begin.
0: Yeah, and we do that every week because it's not something we can, you know, proclaim once and be right. done with it, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And the way I tend to think of it is, um, if we think of sin and sinfulness, kind of with an analogy to, to health and mortality. Okay. Um, you know, and I know one thing, when we do our new members class, a lot of new members coming from other traditions really kind of struggle and cringe at the confession when we say that we are in bondage, bondage to, to sin, sin and, and cannot, cannot free ourselves. ourselves yes, right? I've heard that too. Yeah, a lot of really struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is part and parcel of, of Luther's great breakthrough in the Reformation. And so a good analogy might be if we think of sin and sinfulness as health, uh, and mortality. Okay. You know, I think a, a lot of, especially a lot of our evangelical brothers and sisters, uh, think of sin as kind of like a matter of health. That you know, you you don't you're not destined to be. Uh, unhealthy. You know, you can choose to be sick. You can choose to eat right, to exercise, to not smoke, to drink, to lead a healthy life.
0: Okay. To, to some extent, yes. Yeah, to some yeah, extent, yeah. right?
1: So, the, so they, they think of it with an analogy to health, Okay, which is totally true. Mm-hmm. You know, we'd say the same thing as Lutherans. Yeah, you know, you don't have to sin. I mean, you can also, you know, you can choose not to sin. But the, the deeper underlying reality is no matter how healthy you are, you're still mortal. Okay. You know, you're still going to die at some mm-hmm. point in your life, no matter how healthy or unhealthy you are, you will die because you're mortal. And that's kind of where where the Lutheran Church really draws its or drives its stake uh, is that in in terms of sinfulness, you know, we we are we are sinners, we are mortal, right,
0: from birth, before from we birth, do anything. Right. So because these... you kind of said we could choose not to sin, well, true, but we are sinful,
1: and, and that's just it. Is that, yeah. you know we are, uh, we, and, and on any particular action, you know, if you think yes, about any okay. particular thing you do, you have a choice. Okay, you could choose to sin or not sin. Okay, but with the way we are, we almost you know, throughout the course of the day, we're going to go over to that sin side. Okay. Uh, and so I, I think that's the big re- the, the big difference there is that a lot of our, especially a lot of our evangelical types, uh, brothers, um, see sin as a matter of, you know, the health of the soul. Okay. Uh, and we take it to a deeper level. We say, no, it's really about the mortality of the soul. That right. we are We are mortal, that we are bound, just as we are bound to die. Uh, so too we are in bondage to sin, that we will inevitably sin.
0: Yes, so that's what they struggle with. I don't know Mm -hmm. if if you made that clear at first, but they struggle with that line, we are in bondage to sin, because they feel like when we've been... Saved by Jesus, we are no longer in bondage to sin. That would be their argument. Right?
1: Exactly. Right.
0: Yeah. And we're saying, well, it's part of our nature, so we right. we never are fully freed from that. Yeah. Even though we can choose on a given moment, like you right. said, to not sin. That doesn't mean we are sinless. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I guess we're
1: talking more yeah. about our sin nature. Yeah. That our, our nature mm-hmm. itself is fallen and therefore right. prone to sin. Right. Whereas they tend to think of any particular act. Okay. Uh, yeah. And we'd say, no, you know, there, there is redemption from sin. God can change the way we live our lives. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, but the underlying reality is that there's this sinful, sin soaked, sin broken reality that mm-hmm. we can't, we, we can't, we won't get away from until Jesus comes again and okay. our bodies are resurrected or glorified.
0: Right. And I thought it was interesting. At first, he talks about you know this idea, we have fellowship with him, meaning mm-hmm. with God, when we walk in the light. But then, strangely, he changed it to, if we walk in the light, as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. Mm-hmm. And the idea being like, if we don't have fellowship with one another, then one party is not walking in the light, right? If we are walking in the light, we will have fellowship.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I, I um, yeah, hadn't really thought about that. I do know that, you know, historically, John was writing in this context, uh, where people were already starting to leave the church, leave right. the church, mm-hmm. which is you know, kind of encouraging for us, right? That, uh, we, tend to, we, we tend to look back on the halcyon days of, oh, if only yes. I had lived in the times of the apostles when everything was cold and perfect. everything worked out well. Mm. And that's not the case at all. I Absolutely mean, you know, here's not. a church that the, like the Apostle John, right? A man who wrote four books in the Bible mm-hmm. is, is, is talking to. Right. Uh, it's within the first generation of the church and already people are, you know, false teachers are rising up. People are starting to leave. Churches sure. are starting to split. Mm-hmm. And again, that's, you know, that's kind of the nature of, of who we are. That yeah. We are sinful creatures. Right. And so uh, John is saying in part, you know, that if we need to have fellowship with one another. Mm-hmm. And if we don't, it's because one of these two parties is He's not, not, walking, in not the light. walking in the light.
0: Correct. Because if we do, we will have fellowship. Right. right. Okay. And then um, he begins this whole letter, you know, really just by telling that he himself... Had you know heard and seen and touched, mm-hmm. you know he was with Jesus, and he's. This is why he's telling us this. It's at the end. It says, "We are writing these things so that our joy may be complete." He's not trying to tell us, you know. I mean, this is heavy teaching here. Oh my gosh, you're yeah. deceiving yourselves if you think this, you know. But he's saying the reason you need to know this is because the only way to have joy really is to be freed from this, from this bond, burden of sin.
1: Mm-hmm. And then he goes on in chapter two, verse one says, my little children, I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin. He doesn't want us to. He wants us to know the freedom of living the way God wants us to. Mm -hmm. I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with Father who is Jesus Christ the righteous. Mm -hmm. And so John goes back and forth, back and forth between these kind of two sides. Mm -hmm. You know, on the one hand, uh, lead a good life. Follow Jesus. Turn away from sin. Mm-hmm. But know that when you do fall into sin, that Jesus is there and he, he will forgive you and you can, he'll call you back. Yeah. And it was back and forth, back and forth, which makes John very hard to preach, actually. Uh, for sure. Yeah.
0: yeah. This get, <laughs> this can get very confusing, these, yeah. these first two chapters of John. Absolutely. Yeah. But the point of that, what you just mentioned, is that the advocate we actually have is... Um, one who loves us right yeah. so sometimes you might be going into you know maybe there's a father figure or the a judge or something who actually doesn't have your best interest in mind mm-hmm. who actually is is not good and this isn't the case here we come before someone who loves us and wants to see us change yeah,
1: yeah. and now uh you know just last weekend i, I wrapped up my end times class and there's this wonderful passage. It's from uh, the book of Revelation, you know, John, the Revelation of John. Mm-hmm. To him who loved us and has freed us from our sins. You know, I just love mm, that yeah. passage. Right. And that's who he is. He said mm-hmm. the one who's freed us from our sins is the one who loves us. Mm-hmm. The one who, who will judge us is the one who's died for us. Right. Uh, and so time and time again, John calls us back to him saying, you know, do not sin, but know that if you do, there is forgiveness. Right. Uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful teaching.
0: So why don't we just um, touch on why in the Lutheran Church mm-hmm. we don't like have a one-on-one confession or something? You know, we we do our confession
1: um, corporately uh-huh. every
0: Sunday. Why do you not like take people for confession?
1: Yeah, well, it's, it's a uh, well, okay. Let me let me take that a little. Okay, okay. it's an interesting question yeah. because yeah, our practice is that we we start every single service with a confession. Now in the mm-hmm. prayer service, it comes in the middle. Yes, but still, it's there, right? Mm-hmm. And that is something that, is, while not unique to the Lutheran Church, uh, is simply one of our distinctives. Uh, again, if you worship at, um, at a non-denominational or one of our fellow evangelical churches, mm-hmm. you know, very rarely is there any kind of corporate confession of sin. That is a time when, when the congregation yes. confesses their sin before mm-hmm. the Lord. Uh, so that's something that's very distinctive and I think very important for us. You know, mm-hmm. It reminds us of who we are and, right. uh, and vis-a-vis God, who we are mm-hmm. and why we're there. But your question was specifically about individual confession. Yeah. You know, when you actually read our, our Lutheran documents, mm-hmm. which were written in the 1500s, right? Uh, there was a very strong emphasis on personal confession. Okay. Very strong. And so even the small catechism, which we teach to our confirmation students to this day, mm-hmm. you know, we teach it to the 12, 13, 14-year-olds to this day. Mm-hmm. There's an entire section about, uh, you know, how to make your confession to the pastor. Okay. And so you kind of I go through that. this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A whole, like one whole section of the small catechism. Okay. But what's happened... And so, that, so historically, it was a very, very important part of the Lutheran faith. hmm But, you know, over the course of the centuries, that idea of personal one-on-one confession came to be seen as too Catholic, so oh. to speak. And so, it okay. dropped out of most Lutheran practice. Sure. Um, it's not really a theological reason. It's just kind of a cultural thing. People really? People thought it was okay. too Catholic. I got it. Um, I, you know, I will say that often when we have our Lutheran uh, pastor meetings, Mm-hmm. There's an, often a time for pastors to go off and to have that time of individual okay. confession mm-hmm. and forgiveness. Um,
0: and you've taken, I mean, if people ask you to do oh, that, gosh, then yeah. you do yeah, it. That, it's not like it doesn't ahead. happen, but it's much more strongly established in, in the Catholic Church. Yeah,
1: and I think that's why it kind of dropped out of favor. Sure. Is that uh, they thought, well, that's, you know, the Catholics do that. We're not Catholics. Right. You know, that kind now,
0: of they don't ha- you used to have to do that to go to communion, correct?
1: Yeah, so in the Catholic or in the Catholic religion. Yeah, in Catholic. Yeah. Is that still the case? So in Catholicism, right. You, uh, it, it used to be that you yeah. had to confess to a priest, right. not just to another Christian, but to a priest. Uh, and then the priest would announce forgiveness over you, and then you'd be in a state of purity or okay. cleanliness where you could come and receive communion. Okay.
0: Yeah. So, but now you, you don't have to do that every time. I don't think, I don't you think have so. To. I think Maybe in some Catholic I think it's churches. encouraged, okay.
1: but I don't think it's a requirement like it used to be. Okay.
0: Yeah. All right. If you hear some weird sliding noises, it's because I'm wearing a puffer vest inside (laughs) my house (laughs) because I've grown to be such a non-Northern-blooded person anymore that I'm cold in my own house when it's not even very cold outside.
1: That's kind of embarrassing.
0: It is embarrassing, and I can hear my hair swishing on it, so I'm sorry for that (laughs) noise. We also have all of our family home because it is... Vacation. It is vacation. Thanksgiving Hallelujah. vacation. Man,
1: it was a long haul to get here. It was. But. And
0: you know what? Just to wrap up, but we made it. I'm, I really didn't think the kids would be in school very long. We started with high hopes. Mm-hmm. And just with everything going on with COVID, I thought maybe they'd get two weeks in or something. And we've come this far, which is a blessing. And the sports have all been played. And everything's been good for the most part. So that's amazing.
1: It really is. You know, I was preaching yesterday about giving thanks to God. And this is one of those things that we give thanks for. Mm -hmm. You know, when we were driving back from the game the other day, we thought about that, you know, what a joy this is that we can even go to these playoff games. Right. And that's not true for
0: many people throughout the country. I know they're shutting down depending on what state you live in. So if you're in one of those states, we pray for you as well. This is a hard time. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're supposed to be meeting with family this week and you won't get to do that, um, we pray for you and your loved ones. And uh, we are having just our family for yeah. Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. which is what we normally do, actually, because we live far from everyone else. Yeah. So it's kind of the standard here. But um, we do continue to pray for you, especially those of you who are in some kind of nursing home facility or yeah, nursing place home facility much or, more locked down.
1: Yeah, or isolated or mm-hmm. locked down. We yes. have a, a couple couple people we know who uh, have tested positive for COVID. And so we're mm-hmm. keeping them in our prayers. We're yes. recovering for their health. mm mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I, I know a lot of our, our listeners are in that state of, you know, perhaps they themselves are not in a nursing home, mm-hmm. per se, but... They have parents you know, or... Yeah. Right. Well, and that's, that's tough. Friends, yeah. That's really tough.
0: Yeah. So, on a higher note, this mm-hmm. is Thanksgiving week, so make yeah. sure you gather around, say thanks for the things. You preached a sermon about saying thanks. Yes, And I think
1: I managed to embarrass my kids. Only
0: your kids. You always embarrass yes. your children. It's I'm, okay.
1: It's a sign of a good dad.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, we do hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. And we are taking a break. So we will not be back until January. i going to take an Advent break. Um, and we will talk with you then.
1: We'll see you in 2021.
0: Oh, boy.